Welcome to the Kingdom Community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on the earth. To learn more about us, please visit kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey everyone, welcome to the Kingdom Community Show. Glenn Blakeney here. On today's episode, I sit down with Pastor Kimberly Owens. She and her husband, Paul, are the senior leaders of Fresh Start Church in Phoenix, Arizona. They are experiencing a major move of God. It's been going on for several years. We're going to be talking about birthing, building, and sustaining revival. It's an incredible interview that will provoke you to seek the Lord and to focus on seeing his glory and presence come once again to his church. My guest today is Pastor Kim Owens from Fresh Start Church in Arizona. And Pastor Kim, so good to have you on the Kingdom Community Show. It's an honor to be with you, Glenn. Thank you for the invitation. Well, hey, look, you guys are an amazing church. You are seeing an incredible move of God's spirit. And uh, just love to know the journey. How did it start? And, and what are some of the highlights that you guys have been seeing? Yeah, so uh, we've been here now, uh, Glenn, for my husband and I as pastors for 26 years. Uh, last month was 26 years. And um, in August of 2015, we, we, were, we came here uh, as lead pastors in 1997. And, uh, in, and it's been an incredible journey. Um, but fast forwarding to uh, August of 2015, um, we began uh, to experience an outpouring uh, that month that that erupted through a uh, youth and young adult conference that we were hosting um, three three days or three nights. And a couple years prior to that, we had been really pressing and praying into revival, praying into a move of the Holy Spirit, just really desperate to see God move, just really see, desperate to see um, him uh, just ignite a fire uh, in us as leaders, as well as um, our church. And uh, we had come to kind of a very low place in ministry, just a very frustrating place. It's uh, kind of a long story, but we had come to just a very low place and we just began to cry out to God. And this was a couple years uh, leading into 2015, August of 2015. And um, we just begin to, to pursue the Lord. We begin to cry out for revival. We begin to uh, to, to prioritize prayer, uh, not only personally uh, as leaders, but corporately in our people. We, be, we begin to uh, transition out of just a prayer meeting into a, becoming a house of prayer. And we begin to just focus on the important things and the the, the, the key things that, that birth, conceive and birth revival. And that is hunger and prayer. And uh, we begin to, to develop that in our own lives personally as leaders leaders, but also uh, putting in the DNA and the culture and the atmosphere of our church and of our people. And so with all that said, a lot more details than that to tell. But with that said, um, in August of 2015, we, we kind of frame it like this. The, the eruption of revival happened or the, the birthing of it. In other words, the baby was birthed. And 
Um, it was it was it was through a youth and young in a youth and young adult conference. And uh, my husband and I, there were adults present as well. There was, a, a, you know, just all ages. But that specifically was the focus of that conference. But my husband and I felt that uh, we were to continue the meetings. And so we did um, uh, every Sunday night following for an entire year. Uh, we continued the meetings. We uh, uh, would host them ourselves or we would have guests come in, etc. We just knew we needed to keep the spirit of revival alive. The Lord. Glenn began to speak to us early in the revival uh, that has now really come full circle, at least to where we are now, and about the mantle and about the assignment of not letting revival die. Um, it's kind of a common concept that revivals, you know, they'll last for maybe a few months or a few weeks right. or a few years, and then they they go away and we go back to normal. But the Lord began to, or normal, we began, the Lord began to deal with this very, very early in the revival that we were to sustain this. So what the Lord had, had what we had conceived through our hunger and through our prayer and what we had birthed through the, uh, through the, uh, uh, the the cry of the people and the cry of our heart uh, was now among us. And God had given us a visitation, but he was teaching us how to turn that into a habitation. And we two two words that you can use there, habitation or sustain. And so the Lord been to show us that you, what we need to do whatever it takes to sustain this outpouring, sustain this move of God. So that's what we set ourselves on a trajectory to do and are still doing today. And the Lord began to give us great principles, uh, which are really not new. They're very much from the book of Acts. They're very much from, uh, you know, uh, the Bible, the early church. But um that he be, you don't really see a lot of it, haven't really seen a lot of it in the modern church. Uh, we, we cry for visitation and we cry for outpouring, uh, but we never really do what it takes to make that into a habitation. And so we began to do that. And along our journey, uh, now almost eight years, we're seven and a half, over seven and a half years into this. Um, the Lord has really taught us a lot about sustaining and maintaining uh, revival in a corporate church setting. Um, this is this is very uh, specific to the assignment of Fresh Start because a lot feel like you can have the big meetings and the conferences that have outpourings and that have revival. But in a local church, it has to go like we've always been taught for decades now. You know, this is how you do this. And the Lord just and really begin to show us you can have a move of God. You can host the presence of God on a regular basis, seeing souls saved, seeing the glory fall, seeing the outpouring of the Holy Spirit moving in the altars every single time you come together, having a house of prayer, having a culture of, of revival and a culture of the moving of the Holy Spirit every single time you come together. And you can do this in a local church setting. And that's, we've seen it happen now, like I said, for almost eight full years, um, seven and a half, eight full years, lives changed, lives transformed, um, people set free by the power of God. Um, and every time we come together, Glenn, it is a contending for the glory of God to be poured out and revival fire uh, to touch us again. So that's a little bit of our journey, a lot more details than that, but that's a little bit of our journey to where we are now. That's amazing. That's an incredible journey. Um, love several things that you touched on. Number one, that it is a move of God's spirit that you're uh, sustaining, and uh, it's going from visitation to habitation. It mm -hmm. is, and obviously, you know, you talk about this in your book, the of the whole aspect of birthing, building, and sustaining revival, so important. But the local church, wow, I'll tell you what, 
right now, I really believe this is exactly what God is, is saying to us, yeah. is that the local church is the place where he wants to make his habitation. Amen. And I really believe in that. We're seeing that in Australia at Numa Church. Um, I'm sure we've been inspired by you guys as well to contend. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we appreciate that all you've done to contend for revival and, and uh, to model it, exemplify it and teach us some of those things that will help us to be able to sustain revival. So let's just talk about that for a moment. Yeah. There are obviously things that we can do to quench the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, so turn that to something positive. What are some of the key elements or biblical principles that you guys have embraced as leaders of yeah. Fresh Start Church to really uh, just kind of pour the fuel on the fire, so to speak, just to keep revival yeah. going? Well, and once again, for your for your uh, viewing audience and listening audience, this is in the context of anything can be taken for personal revival, but we're talking uh, probably primarily about corporate revival, but anything can be, can be taken, uh, you know, as personal revival as well, especially these points that we're, that we're going to talk on. And the first one, uh, Glenn is, is prioritizing prayer, prioritizing prayer and pursuit. Um, the proof of your hunger for revival and a hunger for God to touch your life is in your pursuit. If there's no pursuit in your personal life, if there's not any pursuit in your corporate settings, then that's not there's not a lot of hunger that's going to be generated um, in, in, in order to birth revival, conceive and birth revival. So there has to be there has to be a constant prioritizing of prayer. Uh, once again, personal corporate. When we began this journey, uh, our turn into revival, even before it erupted and, and, you know, was birthed, as I said a moment ago, we cleared everything, Glenn, on our calendar here at Fresh Start uh, to prioritize prayer. We cleared our Wednesday night uh, traditional activities that we did, uh, you know, that local churches have and nothing wrong with them. But the Lord said prioritize prayer, prioritize the corporate prayer meeting. And some of you may know about our weekly gap meetings, uh, uh, our, our worship and intercession meetings that started in 2014 prior to revival. It was a it was a catalyst to the conceiving and the birthing of revival. But even before that, we led our church Glenn, in an entire year of just pursuing Jesus. Now, that sounds like kind of a no brainer. It sounds like, OK, this is what we're supposed to do. anyway. we, we know that. But very few this. And I, I know I can say this without hesitation and reservation. Very few corporate bodies in the modern church worldwide, uh, not only in America, but worldwide, have as their sole focus just pursuing the intimacy and the relationship and the and the outpouring of the presence of God in their midst. We have all other kinds of agendas and things that we tack on and programs and strategies and 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 all these things that we work and we we do and and very very few have as their only sole goal to pursue Jesus you know paul said um um that i may know him that I may know him. Everything else that I am, everything else that I've done, everything else that I've attained, everything else that 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 I that is behind my name or my notoriety, Paul said, the apostle Paul said, he said, that's that's rubbish right. that I might know him, that I might gain Christ. And that's revival. That is revival. That is outpouring. So these are key elements that we have a 
a pursuit and a, a prioritizing on prayer. Because let me tell you what that's going to create. It's going to create a hunger for Jesus and it's going to create a hunger for his presence. These are crucial, crucial elements. You cannot get true revival without those elements, hunger and prayer, prayer and hunger. You say, which one comes first? I don't really know. I just know that one feeds right. the other. Once you start praying, you're hungry for him or you're hungry for him. And then you start praying and then both eat, they feed each other. You must have prayer and hunger and you must have a pursuit the power is in the pursuit that pursuit that relentless pursuit of his presence moses who had seen the miraculous of god who had seen the supernatural of god he still cried out lord show me your glory even yeah. after all he had seen he said lord show me your glory and the Bible says we go from glory to glory to glory. So if we're transitioning from one level of glory and one realm of glory to another, then that shows us that the revival is, <clears throat> excuse me, is a pursuit of his presence and a pursuit of the more. So these are key and crucial things that you have to get into your heart and then get into the DNA of your culture of your church. And it never stops never stops. We're still in that now here. Once you lose prayer and if you lose hunger and pursuit, you will lose revival. Those are key elements uh, to building and sustaining revival. Wow. So good. Thank you for sharing that. So everybody um, take note, please. Yeah. You lose your hunger for Jesus, pursuing his presence, um, being relentless in that guys, you will see revival fizzle out. Right. I've, yeah. I've, witness this. Uh, and conversely, you know, recently I just had the privilege to speak a message where I just talked about sustaining revival. And uh, I really believe that we're in a time and a season. Now you saying this to segue into my next question for you is that God is wanting this to spread. And there are hungry people all over the globe. Um, unfortunately, many times, and I say this as a leader in the body of Christ, so uh, in all due respect, that leaders have become the bottleneck and we've stopped so and true. we have people um, that are really wanting to see a move of God. But, hey, it can be messy. Um, there is a sense in which we have to give up control to allow the Lord to really be in control. Um, so we, we've seen, you know, the Jesus Revolution movie recently, Asbury and prayer and college campuses. And of course, other places in the world, this is happening as well. What is happening prophetically, Pastor Kim? What, what is the Lord saying to his big C church, you know, the church yeah. around the world in this season? Well, I think I think that he is uh, he's awakening us uh, as the church to uh, to hunger for him and him only him alone. Um, I think some of these recent um, outpourings that and visitations that you just mentioned there uh, across uh, America and, and, and possibly the world as well are evidence of this. Um, I think I think, Glenn, the Lord is looking for the pure hearts and he's moving on the pure hearts. Um, all of those who for decades now have had um, uh, have been platform motivated protocol motivated, program motivated, um, 
uh, self ambition motivated. Uh, I think I think that's that's going to be going away one way or the other. It's going to be going away. And God is moving on the pure hearts prophetically. That's what I see. And that's what I feel. I don't know a lot about some of these, um, even the college things. I don't know a lot of, of specific details. Just, you know, it's what you see here in bits here and there. Uh, but I think one one thread that I see in this is that uh, these are are, are, and I say this respectfully, uh, these are nobodies in the sense that they don't really have a name. They don't really have a, uh, you know, a platform or maybe a following. They're just hungry. They're hungry, uh, hungry young people, hungry uh, moms and dads, hungry senior citizens, and just hungry people, just pure, just reaching out to Jesus and saying, I want more of you. I want you. And doesn't that just make sense, Glenn, that the Lord would, would highlight a pure heart. He'll highlight a pure well. Here, a well, a well, in other words, a well that's trying to spring up. He'll highlight the purity. And I, I don't think that I can overemphasize that. We've got so many tr people that are trying to highlight themselves. Mm. They're, they're, they're trying this, they're doing this, they're looking for this, they're reaching for this, they're reaching for that. Uh, they're doing all the popular things that we are told that we're to do uh, to be successful. This is a real deal. And I cry loud and I spare not, Glenn. You asked me prophetically what I think the Lord is doing. Prophetically, I think the Lord is highlighting the ones that he wants highlighted, not the ones that are wanting themselves highlighted. And I think that you're going to begin to see more of this. And it's going to be those who, and, and not just people, uh, but it's going to be places and people that are, that are pure, that have no agenda they have no agenda. They have his agenda. Wow. They have no uh, 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 other filter except I'm just hungry for Jesus and I just want to worship him and make him known. You see, because that's who Jesus is going to gravitate to. He's going to grab and that's who the Lord is going to gravitate to. He's going to gravitate to those who only want to bring him glory and not themselves. Prophetically, that's what I see happening. I don't know a lot of details about some of these outbreaks yeah. and visitations um, uh, in detail. But what I do see is that the ones that are pure, the ones that are, are untainted uh, by, by what, modern church and modern ministry has become, they are going to be the ones that are catapulted to, yeah. to lead a generation. And by generation, I don't just mean age group. I mean, all who are alive in this moment, they are going to be the ones highlighted to lead them uh, into the more of God. That's, that's really what I feel and what I sense. Wow. Yeah. Come on now. That's, that's so good. It's true. Yes. And I believe that with all my heart, and I really feel strongly that we are in a season where God is calling us to really just lay everything down and focus on Jesus, loving him, it, glorifying him, lifting yes. him up, which is obviously the way it was always intended to be. Absolutely. Um, so, but hey, the basics, um, so, so critical platforms got to go positions, you know, That's all right. of those things that we've right. strive for and um, more concerned about pleasing people yeah. than even pleasing the Lord. Yeah. And um, I, I, I love what you're talking, uh, what you've just touched on. Um, I know for you guys, I watch videos. I see just an amazing cross section of the generations. Yeah. And you have a lot of, um, you know, millennials, Gen Z's, 
Yes. There are many historians, missiologists saying that Gen Z is the first post-Christian um, generation. Mm-hmm. And basically the church is going to go out. We're going to lose this generation. Um, and, and obviously you guys are seeing the opposite. Why don't you just tell us a bit about that in terms of, you know, young adults, young people, youth that are you seeing touched? What's going on at Fresh? Well, in the natural, I think, uh, you know, that it, it probably does look like that. Um, things that we're seeing, uh, some of the, um, uh, you know, uh, um, Things that are defining uh, Gen Z in this, uh, in our in our nation, in our nations uh, of the world, it seems to be going in the opposite direction of what uh, we we as Christians would want it to go. Um, but I think the key word is that it seems to be because it's in these moments that we have seen. Um, look at the '60s and the '70s that uh, Jesus came, the, the Holy Spirit came in, and you know Jesus moved into the lives of, of young people and young adults in that generation and there was a great great uh, revival and we you know even see you know the effects of that today with ministers and people who are obviously you know much older mm-hmm. now but still it really touched them deeply i believe glenn that that is happening maybe not in that degree yet but i believe that it is happening and i believe that as we make the right choices glenn as pastors and as leaders to lead churches of revival and not just churches of platform and not just growing our churches for the sake of numbers, but we we birth a move of God for this generation. And I exhort the pastors that are watching and the leaders and the ministry leaders, let's not make this about us anymore. Let's make this leave something a legacy uh, for, of revival and of awakening for Gen Z and for millennials that are taking this um, after us. And so I, I think it falls on our shoulders what's going to happen to Gen Z. It falls on our shoulders, not their shoulders, our shoulders. And so what are we building for them now? What are we giving them to experience? Are we just giving them attractional things that'll get them uh-huh. to come and appease them while while we have them and, uh, you know, entertain them? Or are we giving them the presence of God? Are we giving, are we doing what it takes to birth the fire of the Holy Ghost? Because this generation, Gen Z, millennials, Gen Z, they hunger for real. Yeah. And I want everybody to hear that. They hunger for real, Glenn. They don't really want the facade. They got enough of that out there. They got enough fantasy out there. They got enough, really, they got enough fantasy out there. What they need when they come to church is they need the real. They need the authentic. They need when they encounter Christians, when they encounter our atmospheres in our in our in our churches, they need the real realms of God to manifest that can touch their lives. So uh, that's what has happened and has been happening here uh, for you know seven and a half years. I told you a few moments ago that the eruption of the revival that we have been praying for here starting in 2012, 2013 happened through a youth and young adult conference. That is no accident. First of all, it was prophesied, but, uh, you know, a few years before. So the Lord was bringing true his promise, but um, because we had prayed into it. But the passion 
and the hunger and the zeal and the fervency and the energy of that generation. And that was even seven and a half years ago, but even true now, because we've had a whole cycle of, of youth and young adults come through here that are now, many of them then are now married with children and are serving in our local body. They're leading prayer. They're leading in small groups. They're leading in all different capacities here because God touched their life then and marked their life. Let me just change that and say God marked their life then. And so we need atmospheres of the manifested presence of God that can mark this generation. When they come in, you don't, don't make them sit through something boring and, and where everything's about you and everything's about programs and everything's about, you know, uh, building your structure and building your, your ministry. Give them the presence and the power of God. Give them what they need and lead them and teach them. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no teenage Holy Spirit. It's all Holy Spirit for all ages. He's the same for all and they can encounter him and they can carry him just the same as you and I can. And this is what we teach our generation Z here. And they are on fire. They are fervent. They um, Holy Ghost filled. They speak in tongues. They prophesy. They lay hands on. They they lead they're down front. They're not in the back, uh, you know, doing teenage things of the church. They're right. leading. And they're forging forward. They are a huge catalyst in this revival. If it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. You yeah. just have to empower them and yeah. do what it takes to get the fire of God in your midst. Wow. That's it. Yeah, so so good. You just said so many incredible things there. And so just catch that, everybody. You know, it's it started uh, at at Fresh Start with the youth and the young adults. So guys empowering and and just seeing them be able to step out and that responsibility of what happens to gen z rests on our shoulders as leaders so important so pastor kim i know you've written a book yeah. that really i think is it's very critical that we get a hold of this book we read it because everything that uh, you guys have learned during this journey i believe is embedded in that book so what's the book about um title. How do we get a copy? Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Glenn, for mentioning that. And I do highly encourage uh, hungry believers. Um, I, I encourage skeptical believers. <laughs> if you're skeptical, buy the book, read the book. It's called Doorkeepers of Revival. Uh, you can purchase it at freshstartaz.com. Uh, just scroll there on the website. You'll eventually come to it uh, where you can purchase it. And um, uh, Glenna wrote this book. Um, this is a life message. This is a um, a cry of my heart and our heart here at Fresh Start in how to help lead people in birthing, building, and sustaining revival. And and a lot of things that I've already said in the in the interview. Um, uh, I'll repeat just maybe a couple of key things: is that um, you you do need to know how to birth it, and it is through hunger and through pursuit in prayer and and crying out to God. Um, revival is on the other side of your cry. I often tell when I preach places and I I talk to pastors and leaders about uh, revival. You know the revivalist, uh, the historic revivalists and revivals that we read about: Hebrides, uh, Welsh revival, Azusa Street. Think about this. They had no idea that they were one cry away from a nation shaking revival. Hmm. They had no idea. They were in the midst of it. They were in the they were in the they were in the, the throes, if you will, of pursuing Jesus. They had no idea 
that they were one more cry away from a nation shaking revival, from a revival that would make history, a revival that would go down in history. Think about that. Your cry, one more cry, one simple cry to God can birth a, a citywide revival a state revival, a regional revival, a national revival. And in this book, what I've tried to do, Glenn, is plant seeds of hunger, plant seeds of desire for crying out to God for more of him. And as a result of that, an outbreak of revival and learning what it means to be a doorkeeper of revival what is that simply? It is simply standing at the door of heaven, if you will, holding the door open, saying, Lord, you have access first in my life, my church, my city, my region. I'm going to hold this door open through prayer. I'm going to hold this door open through worship. I will not leave my post. That's how we sustain it. I will not leave my post. I will stay here. I will hold the keys of authority. I'm a doorkeeper. I will hold my, my resolve. I am a doorkeeper. This door will not shut. It will not shut at Fresh Start Church. It will not shut in the heart of Kim Owens or whoever. This door will not shut. I will keep this door open. I will hold the keys of authority. I will stand. I will let your presence come in. I will guard. I will not let any enemy of revival take over and take precedence and try to block your Holy Spirit moving. This is a doorkeeper. We stand at the gate of our churches. We stand at the gate of our homes. We stand at the gate of our regions and of our nations saying we keep this door open for the presence and the power of God to move. Our definition of revival, which I, I explain in Doorkeepers of Revival, is the sustained presence and power of God that results in transformation. There are a lot of good definitions of revival and most of them are adequate or and fine and okay and, and accurate, I guess I should say. But we have chosen to say that revival is the sustained presence and power of God because the Lord doesn't only want to visit us, Glenn. He wants a habitation. And I mentioned that earlier. And we've got to understand that there's one, one level of sacrifice that gets a visitation, but it is an entire level of other sacrifice to wow. put it into a habitation. Come on. Yeah. Visitation comes through prayer and through hunger. Habitation comes through constant sacrifice, constant contending, understanding that revival is war and habitation is war. The devil does not want the presence and the power of God to be sustained in a region or in a nation. He yeah. does not. This is why we need doorkeepers, Glenn, all over the all over the world, all over the nations. We need doorkeepers all over the regions in America, all over the regions in Australia, all over the regions in, in, in Canada, all over. We right. need doorkeepers that will say we will fight. We will contend. We will stand at our post. We will not leave. We will keep this door open for a move of God. How to do that, Pastor Kim? Well, it's, it, it's explained extensively in the book, Doorkeepers of Revival. But you have to have a revival resolve, Glenn, because there will be things that come against you that try to cause you to digress into what I call nominal and normal status quo church. Mm -hmm. You have to have a revival resolve. So a lot of the key things and elements and revel revelation I've put in Doorkeepers of Revival that will help you personally and corporately birth and sustain revival in your personal life as well as in your corporate settings. I believe, Glenn, with all my heart that this is the heartbeat of God. It's the heartbeat of God that we know how to stay on fire keeping the fire burning on the altar, keeping the door open uh, for his presence. 
on a continual basis. I believe this is the heart of God until Jesus returns. And that's in a nutshell what uh, Doorkeepers of Revival is about. Well, well, definitely want to read the book. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, awesome. And so good. Uh, guys, thank you everyone for uh, tuning into this episode of the Kingdom Community Show. And my guest has been Pastor Kim Owens of Fresh Start Church in the Metro Phoenix, Arizona area. Guys, follow her on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Kimberly S. Owens at uh, for Instagram, Fresh Start Church. And then, of course, you can just look her up on uh, Facebook as well. Thank you so much, Pastor Kim, for sharing. What an incredible um, testimony. Praise God. We're going to keep praying for you guys and uh, you. love to, to see what you're um, exemplifying and carrying. Go to other nations as well. Yeah. And head over to freshstartaz.com to get a copy of the book, Doorkeepers yes. of Revival. And you can learn more all about Fresh Start Church, watch their um, lives on um, your live services are and how do we watch those? So you can go, we have a YouTube, <coughs> excuse me. We have YouTube. We have uh, Facebook uh, there. You can go to either one of those fresh start YouTube. Um, subscribe awesome. to that uh, if you so choose. Uh, and uh, every service is live and you can access those on Facebook as well. So good. Well, thank you, Pastor Kim. And appreciate your time for, and, and really what an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be with you all. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today at The Kingdom Community. We trust that you are encouraged as a result of spending time with us. We exist to connect, equip, and send you out into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God. To learn more about The Kingdom Community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Again, our website is kingdomcommunity.global. Together, we are better.